Is it possible to define humankind as unique from other species? When and how did humans develop their particular skills and tools? In Chapter 1, we'll explore the boundaries between humans and other species and examine what the fossil record tells us about how we human beings evolved from our pre-human ancestors. Along the way, we'll delve into the archaeological evidence with the help of paleoanthropologists, the scientists responsible for decoding the differences between early humans. Using fossils, they have identified a variety of creatures that had at least some qualities similar to present-day humans. To do this, they studied the remains of creatures that belonged to the genus called Homo, a Latin word meaning human. This is the same genus that we ourselves belong to. One of the first human-like creatures scientists identified was Homo habilis. Habilis means handy in Latin, dating back two million years. They had larger brains than earlier species and used primitive tools such as stone axes. Other species, ranging from Homo erectus, meaning standing upright, to Homo ergaster, meaning workman, have also been cited as early human ancestors. The dividing line between distinctly human-like creatures and earlier, more ape-like species was complicated by the discovery of the fossil remains of Lucy, an Australopithecine, which means southern ape-like creature. Lucy and her kind lived over three million years ago, walked on two legs, and lived in family groups. Was Lucy human or not? Some scientists reserve the term human for members of the species Homo sapiens. Sapiens means wise. The earliest remains of Homo sapiens date to about 160,000 years ago. Uncovered in Ethiopia, in East Africa, these fossils consisted of two adults and a child whose carefully preserved skulls had been polished, indicating a death ritual of some kind. In the mixed grassland and woodland where they lived, their ability to stand erect, make tools, and manage fire helped them control their habitat. Homo sapiens had the ability to run for long distances, to throw the fire-hardened spears they made, and to sharpen stones to butcher animal carcasses. Once humans had mastered the environment in East Africa, they started to migrate to the rest of the world about 100,000 years ago. First venturing into the Middle East, Homo sapiens then moved down the coasts of Africa and Asia, probably by sea. Around 50,000 years ago, humans arrived in Australia and had already settled in China. How did migration change human behavior? These early human migrants moved by foot, which limited family size, since it was difficult to carry young children. They were also hunter-gatherers, which means that they foraged for wild plants and animals instead of growing crops or tending flocks. How then can we explain the dramatic population growth that accompanied the spread of humans across the globe? One sure way to increase population in a foraging community is to improve the quality and quantity of the food it lives off. Cooking with fire made food easier to digest and enabled early humans to sample and digest a wider range of foods. The earliest evidence of using fire to cook dates back 150,000 years, which coincides with the start of the human population boom. 
Why did early humans move to environments that were very different from their homes and for which they were physically ill-suited? The causes may have been food shortages, ecological disasters, or warfare, which leads to another fascinating historical question. How and when did war start? One theory asserts that war is natural to humankind. Some anthropologists argue that evolution implanted aggressive and violent instincts in humans, as it did in other animals. Others believe that human nature is essentially peaceful until cultural factors, such as competition, lead to violence. As settled human communities multiplied 10,000 years ago, so did warfare, which we can define as organized violence between groups of humans.